Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Fig and Farm at Home. I don't know about you, but where I live, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Seattle, it is starting to be spring here. The flowers are starting to bloom. My camellia out in front is exploding with buds. It is going to be so gorgeous. I've got heather blooming, crocus blooming, my tulips are coming up, my irises, my daffodils. It is spring, and I know that spring means that pretty soon garage sale season is going to be happening, but you don't have to wait for garage sale season to enjoy a little thrifting, going to your favorite thrift shop. Why am I telling you this? Because you're going to want to go the minute you hear all about how to make this beautiful design style live and breathe in your own home. Now, before I tell you what it is, I do want to say it immediately reminded me of the hit song by Macklemore you know, the, the famous Seattle rapper <laughs> and his hit, hit song, Thrift Shop. This is, of course, years old. But in that song, he sings about going to the thrift store in order to find all of his really fun fashion items, the clothes that he wears. And in one line in particular, he says, hey, can you just go through your grandpa's clothes? I'm, I'm, I'm reiterating, this is not really his lyric. I would be butchering it to say that it is, but he says, hey, go through your grandpa's clothes because I want those. Seriously, I, I really do. They are that cool. And so today, friend, we are talking about how maybe going to grandpa's house, looking at the things he has in his own home could be inspiration for your own home's design. Yeah, we're going there. We're talking about this style called grandpa chic. Stick around. You're going to love it. Enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Grandpa chic. Okay, I don't know about you, but when I go to my grandpa's house, it's not quite as chic as what this style is. This style, I want it. (laughs) But before we dive into yet again, one more style, I want to ask you this. Do you know yours? Do you know the elements that make up your design style? Do you know the things that you gravitate to over and over and over again? The things that when you go thrift shopping or you go garage sailing or you go to Home Goods or Target, you know that you can easily and confidently go and grab the thing because it's not just cheap. It is going to accentuate the style or the aesthetic that you already have happening in your home. Do you know that? And if you do, awesome, you are on the right track. This is so good because that is the foundational piece for understanding how to create a cozy, cohesive looking home. But if you don't know it, I want to teach you. On March 26th and March 27th, I'm hosting a live free workshop, just an hour a day. 
where I'm teaching you how you can go back to the basics. And the basics are understanding your style. Because if you find yourself going to Target for a quick, hey, you know what? I want a couple pillows. Or going to the paint store, hey, you know what? I want to change the color in my dining room. And you find yourself frustrated, stuck, not sure, or even worse, you find yourself looking at or picking out the thing. You bought the thing, you brought it home, and you thought, gosh, that I don't know what happened between the store and here because it looked cute in the store, but now that I got it home, it kind of stinks. If that is you, friend, I want to invite you to come to this workshop. And if you can't make it live, it's not a biggie. Because if you register for the workshop, I'll be sending you the replay at the end of the day. But this Back to Basic Bootcamp is empowering for you to know where to start if you're wanting to make change in your home. If you're not wanting to make change in your home, no worries. Don't bother. Don't come. But if you are wanting to, if you've been thinking, I know I'm ready to make the investment in time or effort in order to make the change in my home, I just don't know what to do. I just need someone to tell me what to do. This friend is that thing to do. Understanding, identifying, and knowing your design style isn't as easy as saying, I like farmhouse or I like grandpa chic, which we'll talk about in a minute. It is knowing what elements make up those things that you gravitate to. And I'm teaching it in Back to Basics Bootcamp. So come and join me on March 26th, March 27th. Mark your calendar and sign up today. You can sign up by going to bit.ly forward slash fig and farm bootcamp. Easy peasy. You'll be registered. You'll get the workbook. You'll get the Zoom link. You'll get all the things you need to know in order to Come hang out and find your design style. All right, let's talk about grandpa chic. Have you heard that term? It is not new. It is something that has been around for a while, but it's something that grabbed my attention because we're getting into the garage sale season. I saw my first sign last weekend and it inspired me to go thrift shopping. It was too cold. I didn't want to get out of the car, but I did want to get out of the car to go wander through the really warm thrift store. And I managed to take my middle son with me. We had a great time. So what is grandpa chic? Is it just going to the thrift store and getting all the random things and throwing it in your home? Nope. It is way more intentional. However, it is not formulaic. So simply put, grandpa chic is a really lovely balance of sophistication and comfort. But unlike quiet luxury, which I talked about in episode 169, or coastal grandma, which I talked about in episode 177, grandpa chic embraces a lot of warmth and not necessarily bright and airy warmth, but warmth that is found in depth and texture and color and metals. And it has a strong foundation of masculinity. So if I were to choose five words, just five, that I thought embodied this grandpa chic style, I would choose these. Curated, masculine, non-pretentious, quality, and generational. Those are my words for it. But I also want to tell you too, grandpa chic is known as two other things. Grandpa chic is known as country club chic, or it's known as country club grandpa. I'm immediately picturing old school social clubs and a mix of cozy Ivy League library. Okay, granted, I've never been in either one of those. (laughs) But what my head says are those two things. So let's break it down in case you are wondering how you can bring Grandpa Chic into your own home. Grandpa Chic really embraces tradition and nostalgia rather than having trends. 
So trends are not necessarily a thing in Grandpa Chic. It embraces the curated generational look, the intentionality behind hanging on to family-inspired pieces, things that have been passed down through generation or generation or curated over time. Grandpa Chic, although we could replicate it rather quickly by going thrift shopping, garage sailing, going to grandpa's house, <clears throat> gathering things he doesn't want anymore, although we could do that in a relatively quick way, the overall feel feels like it has been curated over a long stretch of time. And underlying all of that is a strong sense of quality. So though you might see a really approachable, livable, non-pretentious space, maybe you might see a leather couch that looks like it's not fresh out of the box. It's been around for maybe decades, and I am using the plural here, maybe 20 years. It's worn and loved. It is not broken, but you can see and you can feel the sense of quality oozing through the pieces. Grandpa Chic has rich tones and hues, lots of warmth throughout that I mentioned before in metals and wood tones, but warmth in other places too, like layers and depth and texture, which honestly is a very good thing in anyone's design. But it's especially true in Grandpa Chic. Grandpa Chic homes look like you can walk in the front door and curl up on the couch. They look like it is an invitation to staying a while. You might see piles of books or magazines. There's an unfussy nature to this style of decorating that allows you to feel comfortable, comfortable enough that if you spilled a little bit of tea, it's not going to be the end of the world. And it might also not necessarily show up on the layered area rug beneath your feet. Not a bad thing. Grandpa Chic is anti minimal. <laughs> now it doesn't mean it's hoard fest or there's way too much stuff, but it does mean there's a little bit of maximalism here because the idea is comfort in collection. There is going to be a little bit more than less. And the last thing I'll say before I teach you a few ways intentionally bring grandpa chic style into your own home. The last thing I'll say is that these rooms or these homes feel, they feel like a hug. They feel like there is hospitality living and breathing in the walls. Have you ever been into a home like that? It just feels immediately cozy. And sometimes that comes from the nature of the layers and the texture and the colors and all of that intentionality that was chosen in the beginning. But sometimes it comes from the warmth that is exuded from all of that put together. And so at the beginning of this episode, when I said Grandpa Chic is not formulaic, it's not formulaic, though it is intentional. So here are some ways that you can intentionally make choices to have a very non-pretentious, masculine forward, livable, lovable, quality-centered, artfully collected, <laughs> decorated home. Here are seven ways you can do that in your own home. The first thing is to think about the foundation. Now, if you've been hanging out with me for a while, you know that when I talk about the foundation, I am talking about the walls and the floors. The walls are painted a warm color, and a lot of times in Grandpa Chic homes, the floors are a deep, warm wood tone. Now, if you don't have a deep, warm wood tone, no worries, but layered rugs would be a second best. Number two, bringing in textures, lots of textures. And here's where the rugs come into play. So if you have layered if you have an area rug, you might layer your area rugs rather than just have one. 
the textures that we bring in are on the walls, they're in textiles hanging out on your couches, but they are deeply saturated. They are maybe warm hues, of course, but they are a brighter, bolder with a an undertone of moody to it. You might even see some pattern within your textures, but these patterns tend to be a little bit more masculine nature. So the pattern that immediately comes to mind here is plaid and plaid really has a, one foot in the traditional camp as well, one foot in the masculine camp. So this is a really good nod to grandpa chic. The third thing that you can do if you want grandpa chic in your home is to bring in wood tones that have a warmth to it. So we're talking about woods that have just a little bit of orange or a red undertone, not necessarily mahogany that's pretty dark, not necessarily cherry that's pretty red, but something with a little bit more orange to it. Another way that you might be able to bring in some warmth is with the metals. So choosing metals that have warm, a warm nature to it, brass or antiqued gold, is really going to make the space feel elevated while bringing in another layer of warmth. The fourth thing I want you to think about is that when you are bringing in Grandpa Chic to your home, we want to eliminate matching sets. No matching dining room sets, no matching living room sets, no matching side tables, no matching armchairs even. If you have a leather couch and you want to bring in two different armchairs, you might have a similar nature, something that would bind them together that would make them feel cohesive, but you wouldn't necessarily have the matching set. Grandpa Chic really embodies that curated over time look. And sometimes when you curate things over time, I know that one chair might need to be replaced over a period of 30 years. And another chair, and especially grandpa's mentality, you know what, it is good enough, so let's just let it be, but it is quality good enough. It is not that we're being cheapskates here. And so that's going to be reflected in the way that you have matching sets. It's going to be a little bit more interesting in design that way as well. But let's talk about furniture for just a second, because texture matters. When you're thinking more about masculine furniture, leather immediately comes to mind. Now here is where this is a good thing and also a misunderstood thing. So let me be really clear that Grandpa Chic does really love to have comfortable furniture, oversized furniture, something that has a little bit more maybe rolled arms or a little bit deeper of a seat. Now, don't confuse that for the overstuffed should never be sold lazy boy couches that we see all the time. Those are very, very hard to style, and those are not chic necessarily, but they do fall into the grandpa camp. But those couches are more grandpa than they are grandpa chic. Now, if you just heard that, and you are looking beside you at the couch that is the overstuffed, your husband had to have it, lazy boy, great for watching football, and you're thinking, well, shoot, there's no hope for me. Here's what I want you to know. You can still have a beautiful home you can still have a home that you absolutely love, even if you have the oversized, overstuffed couch. You still can. There are ways that you can have that sofa be a little bit more reflective of your style. We're not going to go into it today, but there are ways to remediate what could feel like and look like a bully in your space. The sixth thing to think about when you are wanting to bring in Grandpa Chic into your home is to really focus on quality over quantity. Now, I know I earlier I mentioned that 
Grandpa Chic is a little bit more maximalist than minimalist, and that is true. But if you only had a budget of $2,000, we'll say, and you wanted to start having your home reflect the Grandpa Chic style, choosing investment pieces, vintage-made pieces, historical pieces, those are going to serve you a little bit better here than buying multiple items at a cheaper price point. So procuring your side tables at Hobby Lobby versus might not be as good of a strategy as looking on Facebook Marketplace for or visiting a flea market in order to find a vintage, well, well-made, sturdy piece that you can get a little bit less expensive than buying new, but it still has that quality to it. I skipped number five, and this is going to be all for all of you who really hate decluttering. <laughs> you really hate the idea of it, or you have a really hard time getting rid of family mementos <clears throat> because the item has been around your family for a while and you're not sure what to do with it, but you know that you probably should hang on to it. This is great for you. If you have some of those items that are hanging around that are quality again over quantity, and you haven't been sure what to do with it. Now is their moment to shine. We know that having a grandpa chic home means that you have carefully curated product over a long period of time. And so those things that have been sitting in your boxes, sitting in your closet, sitting in your garage, waiting for you at mom's house, those things are now ready for display. And I'm kind of combining the last two, actually. So not only do we have items that you may have collected over time and they're just kind of sitting in storage or they're waiting for their moment of glory. But then you also have items that you just don't want to get rid of. And having more abundance, but not stuff for stuff's sake, that's never a good strategy, but having layers, that layered look is the thing that creates that cozy factor. Just think about the last time you went to grandma's house, or maybe your mom has a very similar home to this but you're looking for something. Maybe it's a little bit obscure and you think, I don't know, mom, do you happen to have this? Grandma, do you happen to have this? And grandma knows just where it is because it's in the third drawer in the way back on the left-hand side. Yep. She's been saving it for that rainy day. This is the approach here. It is not, I'm just going to have stuff because I like to accumulate stuff. It is purposeful, but it's also creating that intentionally homey feel. Now let's go back to the acquisition of things to make it look like you've curated over a long period of time, because this is something that if you are lucky enough to have some of your, your grandma's pottery or grandpa's artwork or auntie's furniture, and you're just waiting for their, their heyday, you're waiting for them. You're waiting to be enlightened with this grandpa chic <laughs> design style so you can bring it out to your home. If you've been waiting, EA, hallelujah, today's your day. But let's say you're not as blessed and you're thinking, I like this idea. I really get, am drawn to the idea of having a curated home, but I don't want to wait 30 years in order to be fine with my home. In fact, let's stop there. None of you should be waiting 30 years to love your home. Let's just call it what it is. You deserve to live in a home that you love coming home to. You do. You deserve to live in a home that feels like a hug. It feels like an embrace after the end of a very long day. When you have a bad meeting, you want to come home to a warm, cozy, safe, lovely space. 
Now, I can't help you with the picking up the stuff that gets left on the stairs. I can't help you with that, but I can help you with creating a space that you are proud of, one that you love throwing your doors open to people when they come over unannounced or announced. That is what we're trying to do here. Okay, off my soapbox. How do you curate or have a curated looking home, but you do it quickly? Here's what you do. You go thrift shopping, you go garage selling, you get over the idea of germs, <laughs> you get, get over the idea of it might be dusty, you get over the idea of you never find good things because trust me, you will, you get over the idea of being weirded out by it having been belonged by someone else, you get over that so that you can find the cool stuff. That is where it's at. It is at flea markets, thrift stores, estate sales, garage sales. The cool stuff is out there. The cool stuff is not hanging out in the, the aisles of Target or Hobby Lobby or Ikea. Yes, you can get some really neat things there. And definitely, I definitely shop there. But those are the teeny tiny things that I get there. I will get the pillows at Target. I will get the dishes at Ikea. But the character the character is going to come from estate sales, garage sales, thrift stores, flea markets. The good stuff is going to come when I am browsing down the aisle of the DI and I find four brass candlesticks staring me in the face and they have to come home with me for $2 each. That is where you're going to find those. Now, if you are one of those people who say, I can never find anything good when I go thrifting, I have some tips for you. I do. But we're not going to talk about it today because it's going to be a very long episode if I did. So I want you to go and I want you to listen to episodes 44 and 47, where I talk about thrifting and the 10 things I always look for. But I'm going to give you a little spoiler. The spoiler is you will find the good stuff once you know what you are drawn to. Once you know what your design style is, and once you are confident in those decisions of making choices with the design elements that suit your style. And that is what my workshop Back to Basics is all about. So make sure you come and join me so you can build your design decision making muscles, you can grow in confidence, you can make good choices, and you can choose then to love Grandpa Chic and implement it in your home if you'd like. <laughs> okay, again, to register for Back to Basics Bootcamp, go to bit.ly forward slash fig and farm bootcamp. All right, friends, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go. If you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.